Welcome to the Money Attractor Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Adams. So this podcast episode is very much different from any podcast episode before this, mainly because it's much, much longer. This is the audio version, the recording of my live stimulus webinar that I recently did around the latest stimulus package, the third round of stimulus. And so I, on this live webinar, gave everyone all the opportunities that were in the stimulus package, which was 628 pages. I read 400 of those pages and took out everything that can help you with your money and bring money into your life. It's much more than just the $1,400 that is available in this bill that you can take advantage of. So when you listen to it, make sure you have a piece of paper, a pencil or a pen so that you can take notes. And once you get to this part, make sure that you fast forward about three minutes and then the webinar gets started. Hello, everyone. Just give me a second. We're trying to make sure everything is live. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Trying to make sure everything is live. So just a second, guys. I have a bunch of platforms that we're going to be going live on, so I need to make sure everything is up. Let me know if you all can hear me, no matter where you're looking from. <laughs> Let me know if you can hear me. Okay, perfect. Because I said push come to shove. Those who signed up for Zoom are going to be the ones who hear and see everything and everybody else, they'll just have to figure it out later. They'll have to figure it out later. All right. So just give me a couple more minutes. All right, to everybody in Clubhouse, we're going to get started in just a minute. And Ashley, if you can make sure everybody stays on mute and everything, that'll be great. Gotcha. Thank you. And we'll wait for a couple more people to come in. So, Ted, I am using Restream. This is my first time using Restream. So we're going to hopefully this is going to go right. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least Instagram will see me um, and Facebook will see me through another platform. So we'll see. And I'm actually I'm, I'm between uh, Facebook and IG just um, in the comments and everything. Okay, sounds good. Thank you.
All right, Instagram, we are live and we're about to get started. Zoom is already up. Clubhouse is already up. Ah, all right, so Facebook should be up too. All right, so thank you all for joining me this evening. I know that um, the stimulus bill is, well, stimulus law. We always call it a bill. Stimulus law has been out for a few days. Um, it is 628 pages. I had to read at least 400 of those pages, but it, it was smaller than the other bills. The last one was 5,000, which I had to read about 800 pages of to get all the information. So I have my mother's sweet tea with me. Okay, <laughs> my mother's sweet tea with me. And I have the, um, the presentation ready to go. Just to let you all know, this right here, so everybody can see on Instagram as well as here on Zoom, it was 10 pages of just the, basically the um, content. So what's gonna be in it? It's 10 pages long uh, by itself. So just, <laughs> just that was enough. So let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen so we can get started. Just a second. As you can see, we have many slides. If you're on Clubhouse, if you're on Instagram, just to let you all know that I am doing this from my computer. It's people on here for a live webinar. So for Instagram and Clubhouse, it will be listen only and we'll get your questions at the end. But those of you who are on the, the, web, the webinar, the live webinar, feel free to put your questions in the chat box and I'll definitely get to them at the end. All right, so let's get started. So what's in the stimulus and how to find the opportunity? So this is the American Rescue Plan Act. And uh, I was on a call with the some White House officials about two hours ago, and they have already started calling it ARP. So I'm gonna start calling the ARP too. This is the ARP <laughs> at, uh, I'm Janae Adams. And just a little bit more about me, if you're new to who I am. I paid off $50,000 of debt in two years. So that's what led me to start my business. I am a global speaker and author. The two books that I have are Debt Sucks University. And that's for my high school and college students. And then the money attractor is for everyone else. So people who pay bills. Uh, I have a bi-weekly money news segment on WFNY and other channels. Um, that segment for about the, the the um, stimulus plan and the tax <laughs> refunds is actually coming out in the morning. So I've already talked about this today, early today. I spoke on behalf of President Barack Obama's White House and the Department of Education, and that is just me, okay? Now, what are we gonna cover tonight? All right, so I understand that people may need to come in and out because we're gonna cover a lot. It's, it's a lot in this bill that is not talked about in the news. Everything that you hear in the news is usually just the $1,400. That's what, that's what catches people's ears and that's what people gravitate to. But it's so much more in here and there's so many more opportunities and just things that even if you didn't, um, you, if you weren't a small business owner or anything like that, it's something in here for everybody. So we're gonna talk about disadvantaged farmers, pre-K, K-12, higher ed, so education as a whole housing provisions that are in there, everything small business, 
the airlines as well as I'm going to give you travel tips. So you all know I love to travel and I love to save money on travel. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what's in the bill for veterans, something really good in there for them. Healthcare changes that have come, unemployment benefits, student loan forgiveness, the child tax credit, stimulus checks, and we're going to talk about it's going to be a special section around wealth transfer. Um, and that's the one that you definitely want to make sure that you find a way to, to stay for that or find a way to watch it later if it is available, if everything is going to go the way it is we're recording. Um, you need to see the wealth transfer part because if you don't have the money that all the money that's been given out over the last year, it's been a lot. And I'm going to show you in real numbers. OK, so let's start with the disadvantaged farmers. Uh, you may be saying to yourself, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> then why even talk about this? Because there are a lot of people out here, whether they're farmers or not, they may have family owned land. Okay. They may know someone who is a farmer and so forth. So this part of the bill was one of the things that some people had some negative things to say about, but this was money that was already owed to these people. So it's payments up to 120% of outstanding debt for socially disadvantaged farmers. And what that really means is the African-American farmers. So farmers who over the you know decades and century, <laughs> their land being taken or they are being discriminated against from banks and loans and so forth. And it was actually a program that came out that they it was supposed to be paid off and they didn't get to take advantage of it. So this is basically correcting a wrong. So that's what 120% of the outstanding debt will be paid for. So a lot of these farmers are gonna get out of that debt that they've been in. Um, they have $1 billion, okay? Listen to, hear me. They got $1 billion set aside for the following. Financial training for farmers, capacity building training for farmers, and grants to improve land access. Okay, so when I'm talking about these numbers and I'm talking about what they're trying to put these numbers to, if you're a small business owner, if you're a nonprofit, you need to start, we're gonna talk about strategy throughout this whole presentation, but you need to start making the wheels turn and figure out how can I get a part of this on this page right here, this part of the slide, $1 billion. Okay, how can you get a piece of that pie? They're gonna have an equity commission to address racial equity issues that is in the bill. 1%, now this is another thing, 1% of the money will go to universities and they made a, an effort to put, including Tuskegee universities. I don't know what that's about, but Tuskegee, Tuskegee is in there, they're getting some of this money. 1% <laughs> of 1 billion is going to universities for scholarship programs, internships, and pathways to working with the federal government, okay? Pathways to working with the federal government. Um, they already have those kind of programs as far as the pathways uh, with USDA, with the Department of Ag, but this is going to enhance that, all right? Now, here's the strategy for this slide for those of you who are on the webinar. That is the benefit of being on the webinar so you all can see this in real time. The strategies, of course, first and foremost, for anybody who knows a Black farmer, you are a Black farmer, you have families who have farming land, you need to know this. If your, if your family land has outstanding debt on it, the money is now there. It's $1 billion set aside, okay? $1 billion set aside. Um, 
you need to make sure that you're getting advantage of taking advantage of this financial training. If people who do, who deal with the farm need financial training grants to improve land access. So maybe you have some land that has been cut off in a certain way. This money is designed to help you improve that land access to make your land, family land, whatever it may be more valuable. Okay. It's going to make it more valuable. Next, the next strategy is for parents that are watching parents who are listening that have high school students. This is very important. College is not getting cheaper. So if you have some <laughs> student in your household that's interested in going to work for the Department of Ag, the USDA, they're, they're looking into getting into agriculture. There are going to be scholarships, free money at institutions around the country. This is your opportunity. I don't care if, you're, if your child is a 12th grader. This is your opportunity. This money is coming out. This money is going to these institutions for the fall, okay? Now, we don't know which institutions that's going to be. We know Tuskegee is one of them, all right? So if you're looking to go to HBCU, we know Tuskegee is going to at least have some money. They're going to have a part of that 1% of $1 billion. You need to start reaching out to these institutions and seeing who's getting this money. I know that South Carolina State, I believe, that's my alma mater, has an agricultural program as well. I know that for a fact. So I, more than likely, they're going to get some of this money. But if you're a parent or have your students start calling around, see where these scholarships are going to be so they can get this free money. All right. This is part of the strategy that I'm strategy tips that I'm going to be sharing throughout this entire presentation. And those are just joining me, whether you're on Instagram or Clubhouse or here on the webinar, we are just getting started. This is the first slide. Okay, <laughs> so you see all the information that's going to be on, on here. For those that are joining us on other platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram or Clubhouse, we're going to take questions at the end after I get the question from those that have joined me on the webinar. So that is the part about farmers. Now let's get into education. All right, let's get into education. You know, that's what's dear to my heart. That's who I speak to the most. I speak to high school students, middle school students and college students. So this part right here, I am extremely passionate about and I broke it up into pre-K, elementary, secondary, and then higher ed and colleges, okay? So let's get with the pre-K. So if any of you all know some little ones, have little ones, this is what's in the bill. They are, are, provide, they are providing $14 billion for childcare assistance to healthcare employees, sanitation workers, and essential workers. That is a big deal. These people have been on the front line for over a year now. And we know, you know, I have two little ones. Childcare is a beast. It's a, it's a beast of a cost. And, and for them to be able to provide $14 billion in childcare assistance to these individuals who have been on the front line for us, that is huge to me. Uh, they also have a $23 billion child care stabilization fund. So this part is for my um, child care providers, okay? This $23 billion is something that is, is a fund and grants that's going to be available for qualified child care providers. $23 billion in funds for child care providers, okay? So if you're a child care provider, qualified child care provider, by the way, or no one, let them under let them know about this $23 billion that's in this um in this stimulus act and this stimulus law. The money must be used for qualified expenses. I did not list them out on here. There is like 10 at least. 
a qualified expenses. I wasn't going to list that in here, but you can find it in the bill yourself. Just go to the part where it says child care stabilization fund and then find the different expenses for that. So that is the pre-K. Now, K through 12, there's $122 billion going to elementary and secondary. Okay, going to K-12, $122 billion. Eight, this, this next part is very important. So if you're listening to me on Clubhouse, this is very important. $800 million will be used for children who are homeless, okay? $800 million is gonna be used for children who are homeless. That 800 million is gonna be for wraparound programs. So helping them be able to get off the streets and making sure that they're gonna be in school, all right? This bill has been touted as one of the, the, like what they have all in here that we're gonna go through as being able to lift millions out of poverty. That's what this is about. And that's, that's one example, $800 million that's gonna go straight to homeless children and wraparound programs for them to make sure that they're in school and they are, they are taken care of, all right? They're going, the funds within the $122 billion can be used for summer learning, extended days, and after-school programs. So this money is going to the states, and what they can use it for is those, those kind of things. Um, of course, ventilation, that kind of thing as well. Uh, pandemic EBT program continues throughout the summer. So if you do not know what that is, if you're not a parent or anything, the EBT, pandemic EBT, is that any school that has free lunch, free breakfast as a part of their school, they're part of that program. Even though in the past before the pandemic, only certain children were able to participate in that because they were, cert they were certain percentage um, below the poverty level, right? Since probably last summer, they came up with this pandemic EBT. And what that is, is that every child in that school, regardless, is going gets free breakfast, free lunch. That started last summer. Kids could go up to the school, get their their um, food for a couple of days, go back and get their food for the next couple of days and for the weekend. They also sent out pandemic EBT cards if your state participated in it. And every family received cards that had money on it. It's usually like $150 a month, something like that. And you can use it for groceries regardless of your income level, long as your child was at that school. Because if a child is at a free lunch, free breakfast type of school, more than likely 80 to 90% of those students need that assistance. So it wasn't wasting money. It was just making sure everybody got a part of that. Because a lot of times you have to actually apply for that. And some parents are sometimes too lazy to do it. So kids needed that um, assistance and now it's there. So it's going to be carried out throughout the summer. SNAP. So SNAP benefits have been enhanced. So people with SNAP, um, they're going to be able to get even more money. The, the $122 billion, part of that goes to that. Also ventilation improvement of schools and the sanitation of buildings. Where my children go to school, um, at least the uh, elementary child, she goes to school through Tuesday, they're out on Wednesday so they can sanitize the school and then they go back Thursday and Friday, okay? So this is gonna make sure that every state is able to do that. So here is the strategy, okay? This is mostly for my small business owners. If you have cleaning services, I don't care where you're in the country, they just released $122 billion where a part of it is gonna go to um, ventilation improvement and sanitation of buildings. So if you have a legit cleaning service that can actually 
maybe even do an entire school system or at least a few schools. Maybe you do the high schools, maybe you do the middle schools, maybe you do the elementaries. You can get contracts for that because all everything I'm gonna talk about today, the government isn't doing this work. They're not coming out and you know cleaning these buildings. No, they contract out to small businesses or you know bigger businesses to do this. Second opportunity here, second strategy. If you are a tutor or you have an education program, I know a few tutors who have their own type of education programs. Can you provide evidence-based summer enrichment programs? Because that's what they're looking for. Why? Because there has been a complete learning loss over the last year for students around the country. I don't care what age, K through college, it's been a learning loss. And so they're trying to get the ground back this upcoming summer. And this money is designed to go to that. So that when students come back in August, the loss is not that much that they have lost. Like it can be just some like the normal loss they get in the summer. But right now it's a lot of kids behind. So if you are a tutor and you can figure out a way to hire some people and create your own summer enrichment program, that's what you need to be working on right now that you have a few months to, to basically try to get that contract. Now, they didn't say who you need to be going to, to for that, but I suggest you know whether you need to talk to individual schools and their principals or going to the actual school board within your city or your county and asking them, I wanna pitch you all my summer enrichment program, okay? And then get those contracts because they're they that this money is coming, okay? This money is coming, so you need to be ready to be able to take advantage of whatever is coming down the pipeline. All right, so that is K through 12. Now on to higher education, all right, colleges. Colleges are getting $39 billion. It's called the Higher Education Relief Fund. All right, Higher Education Relief Fund, $39 billion. Uh, colleges must use this money correctly, obviously. Uh, they have to reach out to financial aid recipients to see if there have been changes in their financial situation, okay? What that means is that your institution, so this is for my college students that are watching, this is for my parents of college students or guardians of college students that are watching. Colleges are supposed to reach out and say, you know, did your parent or your guardian lose their job? Did you lose your job? You're an independent student, have you lost your job? And then they're supposed to adjust your financial aid according to your answers. The reason this is in this bill is because a lot of people lost their jobs last year. And a lot of them had people in college or a lot of people were in college. So they added this in here so they can adjust people's financial aid because they were not at first. <laughs> and now they have to, if they accept this money. Colleges have to use, that get the money, have to use 50% of it or more for financial aid grants, all right? They need to use 50% of the money they get. And when I tell you last year in the CARES Act, that was the first stimulus plan, I seen the list of institutions that got money and they got millions. They got millions, not, not hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars from the government. This $39 billion. So it's very much likely <laughs> that your, your institution is getting some good money and 50% of it has to go to financial aid grants. What that means is that if you need some help, you in college, your, your person you're a guardian over is in college and they need some financial help because maybe jobs have been lost, whatever it may be, they need to go find out whoever the department is with that money and go get them some, okay? And go get that grant aid. $91 million of this $39 billion is going to be for the Student Aid Administration. What this is, is trying to catch everybody else that falls through the cracks. 
that maybe their institution may be slack and don't do what they're supposed to do. This $91 million is going to catch everybody else. At least that's what they're going to try to do. All right. So here's the strategy for this page. If you're in college, you need to make some adjustments. You need to make some adjustments. If you have lost your job as a college student, you're an independent college student, you need to make some adjustments. You need to call the financial aid office. If they ain't answering the phone, go get in their face and tell them what has happened. If your parent or guardian has lost their job, if anything has gone down, your financial aid package needs to be readjusted, all right? And you need to do that ASAP. Also, once again, if you need grant aid, you need to ask your institution right now, because some of them still got grant aid, by the way, from last year. They still got money from last year, by the way, <laughs> okay? By the way. And so they're getting some more money. So you can go ask right now so that you can be in line for that grant aid when you need it. I know that the summer's about to hit, and so forth, but maybe you need the money for summer school. You definitely gonna need the money for the fall. So be proactive and go make sure that you handle it right now. All right, so that is the education and higher ed. So let's get into the housing provisions, okay? The housing provisions. They have set aside $21 billion through 2027. Now, whether that is money that's gonna be used through 2027, that is not clear in the bill. If things start to get better, they may put that money back into the coffers. They put that money back. That's a lot of things that they did with the um, uh, the act that was in 2008, 2009. I can't even think of what that was when the, the whole housing bubble went away. Some of that money went back in. They didn't use all of that. I think it was $730 billion. They didn't use it all. It went back in. $305 million is going to Puerto Rico the U.S. Virgin Islands and Guam for any kind of housing assistance that they need there. $2.5 billion is going to states and local governments for rental assistance. So if you or someone you know has needed rental assistance or is going to need rental assistance, understand that help is coming. $2.5 billion worth of help to different states. Now, for what I understand, states have to um, ask for this like they have to whatever opt into it i don't see any state that wouldn't do that but you never know so they have to opt into it your the assistance that is given cannot exceed 18 months so for those of you who do need assistance or you know someone who needs assistance this is not going to be forever like you're going to have to figure something out or either move out uh, but this money can cover rent rent and arrears or back back rent, utilities, et cetera. They have the whole list inside the bill. Now, this is how you become eligible for this rental assistant. Obviously, you can be unemployed. That's easy, right? A reduction in household income. So, so maybe someone lost some hours on a job. A lot of that happened over the last year. They, they, Their hours were reduced because maybe they worked in a restaurant and the restaurant had to close down for a while. That's one of the um, eligibility requirements. Financial hardship directly or indirectly as related to COVID is another reason that you can get rental assistance. One or more in the house can demonstrate a risk of homelessness and then also low income household. That's another eligibility requirement. They have set aside $5 billion, okay? This is very important. We've been talking about the homelessness, all right? They're trying to lift people out of poverty. This is another one. So hear me in this one, $5 billion emergency vouchers. Hear it for yourself. And if anybody is on here in a nonprofit, hear me out, please. Okay, because this is important. $5 billion in emergency vouchers through 2030. 
All right, that's what how long the vouchers can last. To qualify, this is what this is how you qualify to get a housing voucher. One, you have to be homeless, or you can have a risk of homelessness. You are fleeing domestic violence. So that's why I said my nonprofits. If any of you deal with anybody, you know, um, your clients or people who flee domestic violence, $5 billion in emergency vouchers are available for housing. Also, human trafficking, as well as family homelessness. You did, how many times do you hear me say homelessness as a qualification? That's what they are focused on in this bill. I, I'm loving it. So <laughs> I'm going to always stress that part. And then there's $9 billion for homeowner assistance fund. So these are people obviously that have mortgages. If you have a home, you're not renting, there's $9 billion um, in this bill to assist people in that. What it can go to is gonna to go to the states, first of all, all right? It's gonna to go to the states and they're gonna divvy it out. And it can be used for mortgage payment assistance, interest rate reductions, utilities and internet service. Now here's the strat strategy. This is for my, anybody that works at a college, anybody that works at nonprofits. So for my colleges, and for those of you who don't know this uh, that are on here, believe it or not, a lot of students are homeless. They don't think of themselves as homeless mainly because of the next thing I'm about to say. So if you know of any students who are, who are couch surfing, make sure that they inquire about these vouchers. So they're staying on a friend's couch or they're staying at, you know, somewhere else. They're staying in someone's dorm room for a night. That's couch surfing. They don't have a place to stay. They are homeless. And so these vouchers from what it says in the bill could be used for that reason because they are risk of homelessness. They're basically homeless, okay? So they fit into this. Um, for my nonprofits, like I said, please use this tool to help those in need. Use this opportunity with these emergency vouchers if you can um, to help those in need that I've already named, okay? So before I go to the next slide, just to let everybody know, I know people have been joining us on Instagram. Um, people are on Clubhouse as well. And what we're, this is, is a live webinar about the stimulus bill and what's in it and how to take our, um, opportunities from it. And we've already talked about a few things already. When we're all done, I'm gonna answer questions first from those that are actually on the live webinar. And then I'll come to Instagram and, and Clubhouse. But those of you on Facebook, We'll, I'll see that um, eventually. If I don't, if I go back to my iPad, we'll see it. But everybody that's on the live webinar here on Zoom, and feel free to be putting your questions in the question box as I go. And of course, I'm gonna answer all of those at the end, all right? So let's look at the small businesses. This is what a lot of people were uh, wanting to make sure that I cover because a lot of people follow me are entrepreneurs. So here is the small businesses, all right? And what's going on with that? So there's $10 billion that has been added for the Small Business Opportunity Fund. Okay, that's what they're calling it, the Small Business Opportunity Fund. Um, the, the Zoom, not, was it Zoom? Yes, of course it was Zoom. The Zoom I was on earlier with the White House officials, uh, they, they pointed out the things we're gonna talk about right now. I had to add some things <laughs> into this that is new, but um, understand that this is a fund, but majority of it is capital. So this $10 billion, majority of it is capital. $1.5 billion is going to socially disadvantaged individuals, which basically means, you know, women-owned businesses, African-American businesses, Hispanics, or anybody that's disadvantaged when, it, you know, HUD, I mean, HUB certified, people HUB certified, women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, that's what they're talking about. 
uh, $500 million is going to go to very small businesses. So 10 employees or less. And you can be an independent contractor or a sole proprietor. All right. So you can be an independent contractor or a sole proprietor in order to be a part of this. So 500 million is going to that. The first two rounds of the stimulus bill, especially the first one, uh, a lot of small businesses, like the real small businesses with 10 employees or less, 50 employees or less, that kind of thing got left out. All right. They got left out of the Paycheck Protection Program, EIDL. They were just getting you know, <laughs> banks were giving it to all the big people. Well, they are fixing that now and it's fixing it in a very um, strict way. Now the funds that's in this $10 billion total small business opportunity fund can be used for legal services, accounting, um, financial advising for business owners, all right? Now who's gonna have control over majority of this money, if not all of it, is the MBDA, that's the minority, business development agency. If you are a minority business and you're not already on their email list, following them on social media, you need to be doing that, okay? Before, before I just gave you that information, all right? So $10 billion is more than likely gonna be controlled by the minority business development agency, all right? Now, here's the strategy around this, okay? For this slide. The MBDA can contract, this is what it says in the bill, with state or federal programs that support small business owners, all right? So for example, for those that are local to where I'm at, some, some of those are like Piedmont Business Capital, Access Winston-Salem, okay? Those are the kind of nonprofits and you know for-profits that work with small business owners to get the information out there about Paycheck Protection Program, EIDL, funding, that's what they do. So the MBDA can actually contract out to them in order to do what needs to be done. But they also can contract with small business owners. So if you own a legal firm, okay? I know someone who had, does trademarking. That's something that they might, some money they can go after, right? To help businesses get trademarked. Um, if accounting, financial advising, those kind of things. That's something that you maybe need to target the MBDA, all right? to see how you can work with them and see if you can get a contract as well, okay? And here's an extra bonus about all of that. Priority is given to those businesses who are socially and economically disadvantaged. So Hispanic-owned businesses, African-American-owned businesses, women-owned businesses probably in there, I'm not sure, but I definitely know it's Hispanic businesses and um, African-American businesses because that's what they said on the White House call today. So priority is given to those businesses for this fund through the MBDA, all right? So that's one thing with the small businesses, okay? I just wanted to let you know that that's something that's pretty new because it is. So I wanna do a recap of the PPP and the EIDL. The reason I'm doing the recap is because a lot of individuals a lot of small businesses didn't take, did not take advantage of the PPP in the first round and the second round. And here we are with another $7 billion added to it. Now, the, these rules have changed, okay? This was from the first one, the first CARES Act, but I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to explain it to you, the difference between the two. All right, so the Paycheck Protection Program, most of their um, qualifications, you had to make sure it said in, in, it said in the word paycheck. 
<laughs> make sure you kept people on payroll. That's what it's really for. That's what it's really for. Like if you use it for that, you more than likely are going to get it forgiven 100%, all right? But one thing was, was payroll expenses, mortgage interest, employee salaries, of course, rent and utilities. Um, they have added some other things into that. Compared to the EIDL, that was also payroll, but they had fixed debts, accounts payable. Those were some of the differences. Um, they have changed the amount of time that you can actually get the money out. So at first it was, you had to get the money out in eight weeks, but now it's like 24, 30 weeks. When you go and apply for it, the Paycheck Protection Program at a financial institution, they will give you all the rules, all the new rules, because they changed each time a stimulus bill was passed because they were trying to improve it each and every time. But here is the main difference. And when I did a similar webinar like this in, uh, I think April of last year, I did a stimulus webinar for the CARES Act. I told people that I preferred the Paycheck Protection Program over the EIDL. Why? Because if you do the Paycheck Protection Program right, it's going to be 100% forgivable. The EIDL, and we'll talk a little bit more in the next slide, the EIDL is basically $1,000 per employee. That was the grant. That's what everybody got fixed on. It was like, I, got it. I need that grant. I need that free money. I need that grant. <laughs> and so if you have 10 employees, you can get $10,000 or you got one employee because you're a sole proprietor. It was $1,000. But you were trading that in for where you could have got up to $15,000 in the Paycheck Protection Program for one employee. And I was trying to explain it to everybody. So I'm explaining it to you all again, because the numbers are still the same, except for something new that I learned today. So we're gonna talk about that. The money has went up, but there is no um, forgiveness for the EIDL if you take the loan part of the EIDL. The EIDL is set up in two things, that grant I just talked about and the loan that you can accept or not accept. If you accept it, you got to pay it back. The Paycheck Protection Program, if you do it right and do what they tell you to do, it's 100% forgivable, but it's only up to $15,000 until I tell y'all in the next slide what it's up to now. <laughs> so here's the PPP and the EIDL update, all right? So first and foremost, the Paycheck Protection Program has added $7.25 billion. This is, a, you know, in addition to the hundreds of billions that they've already <laughs> given out as well. You can be a first-time applicant, so first time ever applying for it, or you can be a second-time drawer. They have rules, different rules for both, okay? So you need to reach out to your financial institution about those rules. Nonprofits are eligible if they have less than 500 employees. This is what I try to tell people last year. If you are a nonprofit, you can get the Paycheck Protection Program. Don't sit there and just suffer and you can't pay your employees when that Paycheck Protection Program is right there. Right there. If you're a nonprofit, Paycheck Protection Program right there. If you're a self-employed, independent contractor, 1099 gig worker, and a sole proprietor, you can get the Paycheck Protection Program. That was reiterated on the White House call today. So trust me there. All right. If you're a gig worker, sole proprietor, 1099, independent contractor, and self-employed, you can get the Paycheck Protection Program. So this is something new that they have done with the Paycheck Protection Program, because before this law passed, people who had delinquent student loans, all right, which is a lot of the country, they got denied the Paycheck Protection Program, all right, for the most part. They got denied. They have removed that. So if you are delinquent on your student loans, that is not going to keep you from 
being approved by the Paycheck Protection Program, all right? It's not gonna keep you from that. Sole proprietors. So if you're a sole proprietor, you know a sole proprietor, understand this now, this is new. I learned this today on the call. You all now can use your gross income, all right? For the Paycheck Protection Program, you can use your gross income. And now, not $15,000, you can get up to 20 grand. All right, you can get up 10, 20 grand. As long as you can show the numbers, you got to show the numbers. These financial institutions do not play, okay? <laughs> they don't play, so you better be able to show it. All right, so up to $20,000 if you're a sole proprietor. The deadline to get this round is March 31st. What day is it? It's the 16th as of this recording. The 16th of March, you have to the 31st to get your paperwork in and get this stuff done. Now you can get it in before, you don't have to be approved before, they're gonna keep working on the paperwork, but the deadline to get your paperwork in is March 31st. Now here's something new that I learned today. The House of Representatives, like before I even say this, like I said before, all the time, those of you been following me, politics affects your money. Politics affects your money. I mean, we having a whole webinar on a bill that's affecting money, right? But here we go. The House of Representatives today are supposed to be discussing extending this deadline to May 31st, two more months. So obviously it has to get through them. It has to get through the Senate and has to get signed by President Biden. If that happens, you, you, you can go from March 31st now to May 31st. But I wouldn't count on that. I want you to go ahead tomorrow. If you want the Paycheck Protection Program funds tomorrow, start reaching out to your financial institution and we'll talk about that strategy in a minute as well you, you can reach out to traditional and non-traditional financial institutions so you got your wells fargo's and your bb and t's and you got your credit unions those are traditional right and then you got your non-traditional which is those like paypal and intuit um square is doing it and then the sba has a whole list if you go to the sba website they got a whole list of people that are doing the paycheck protection program um, those are non-traditional if your business account is with a big bank like wells fargo no no offense to anybody that works at wells fargo bbnt um any of the other big ones no offense but they go a little slower and they had a lot of problems in the first round and so you could be waiting and end up missing the 30, 331 deadline. So if I was you, if you're not with a credit union already, to try to figure out these um, non-traditional ones to go with them, PayPal, like I said, uh, Square, Intuit, though they send me emails every other day about Paycheck Protection Program. <laughs> uh, the next shuttered venues operators, okay? Shuttered venue operators. What these are is your museums, your you know, Broadway, your your music stadiums, all that kind of stuff. They are getting $1.2 billion. For those of you who work for those kind of places, um, know people who work for those, they are, today they said, they're gonna try to have it up by early April. That's what was said on the call today. Now, whether it's up or not early April, that's what I heard. That's what I'm telling you. I put in the, <laughs> in the presentation, early April is when that $1.2 billion should be set up. Now, they, they told me the, debt, the um, reason for this delay is that uh, the SBA is not, they don't, they're not used to giving out grants. SBA, Small Business Administration, they're used to giving out loans. So they're trying, they are trying to create 
a system to be able to give these grants out. That's what's taking it so long. But they just said today that it should be early April. Now, if you're a part of the shuttered venue operators, okay, if you're part of that group at all, if you own one of those kind of things, right now you can get Paycheck Protection Program money. And when the new grants come out for this $1.2 billion, if you get money, it's just, it's going to be reduced by the Paycheck Protection Program amount, all right? It's going to be reduced by that. So if I were you, if you're in need of money on my venue operators, go ahead and do the Paycheck Protection Program. And then when the grants come out and you get approved, it's just gonna be reduced. Um, you can't wait. You all been, been closed for a year now. So go and get that money. Um, they're going to put out $100 million for community navigators, all right? So what community navigators are is that you are gonna help the small business owners in the community understand the Paycheck Protection Program, the EIDL. You're going to help them understand about the shuttered venue operators. And on the line, they were saying, you know, if you want to be a community navigator or if your nonprofit wants to be that or whatever, your small business wants to be that, to reach out to them. They got $100 million available. $100 million available. All right. $100 million. All right. So let's talk about the EIDL. They added $15 billion to the EIDL. All right. Five billion dollars is going to go to um, those who have lost 50 percent of revenue and or, you know, or more and has less than 10 employees. All right. That's five billion dollars is specifically for that. The EIDL can you can get up to ten thousand dollar grant per business in order to get to ten thousand dollars. You got to have 10 employees. You get a thousand dollars per employee. OK, you get a thousand dollars per employee. So up to 10. It's a grant. You don't have to pay it back. That's why everybody like was jumping on it before. Um, but if you just heard me about the Paycheck Protection Program, you can see that that's better. That it's up to you. But ten thousand dollars, and then you have to be able to show a thirty percent reduction in gross receipts between um, the eight an eight week period of um, three to twenty and twelve thirty one twenty one. Okay, so you have to show that reduction. The next fund that they have set up is the restaurant fund. We know the restaurants have taken a major hit, all right? Taken a major hit. So that fund is $28 billion. This will also be grants, but there are gonna be some restrictions to it as well. You can be a standalone restaurant. You can be a food truck. You can be a tap room. You can be a pub, bar, whatever. You can get a part of this $28 billion in grants, all right? Now, the use of funds have to be payroll, um, payments, interest on mortgages, rent payments, utilities, maintenance expenses, and so on and so on, okay? They have a whole list. Um, this is my strategy for you all when it comes to Paycheck Protection Program and the EIDL. Um, like I said, for the Paycheck Protection Program, please deal with somebody that's going to be fast because right now, unless the House of Representatives pushes it back to May 31st, you have until March 31st to get this done. All right, you don't have long. That means you got to find somebody to do this, get your paperwork together, get it in there to them <laughs> and make sure everything is good. All right, so get that done ASAP, like tomorrow morning. Um, if you're not already, and that's supposed to say HUB certified, not HUD, because I'm gonna be talking about housing. HUB certified, if you are a historically underutilized business, you need to become HUB certified. All right, you need to become HUB certified. The reason I know so much about the Paycheck Protection Program, other than reading the bill, the CARES Act last year, is that I was on a phone call with 
hub, my national, my state hub office and the SBA every single week, every single week. And they were just answering questions of, of the hub um, businesses. That's it. They didn't let anybody else come in. It was just for us. And we can ask our questions every single week. So by the time I got finished all those calls, I knew everything because I didn't care about the EIDL. I knew everything about the Paycheck Protection Program. And I mean everything. If I qualified, everything. If other people qualified, that's how I knew that because of all those meetings. So if you're not following the SBA, if you're not HUB, H-U-B certified, that's what that's supposed to say, HUB certified, please get HUB certified. It has a lot of advantages on it and you get a lot of information that everybody else, other small businesses do not, all right? So before we go to the next slide, like I said, those are just joining me, we are covering a lot tonight, all right? We, I'm live here on Zoom. Um, and so that's why you see me looking this way. We're, we're should be live on Facebook on my personal and my business page. We're on Clubhouse and we got Instagram. So feel free to put your questions in. I am going to answer your questions um, at the end. Of course, Instagram, if you have to get cut off, I will start it again and you have to answer your question, answer your questions again. <laughs> All, right. All right. So employee retention credit. This has been um, extended. All right. We're not going to go deep into this. I'm just going to give you the high level of it. Small businesses qualify. Okay. This is not for the big corp, just for the big corporations. Small businesses qualify. This is something different than the Paycheck Protection Program, EIDL. This lets startup businesses be a part of it. So EIDL, Paycheck Protection Program, you needed to be established before February 15th, 2020. You couldn't get that money if you didn't. This is for those businesses, even if they were established after February 15th, 2020, okay? You qualify, all right? You can get $7,000 per employee per quarter. Hear me again. You can get $7,000 in a credit per employee per quarter, all right? What you can't do, you can't use Paycheck Protection Program because not only can people out the 215, 20 businesses get this money, but so can businesses before that. So I'm talking to the businesses before that. You can't use Paycheck Protection Program and the Employee re Retention Credit in the same months. Like you can't use the money, the same money in April and March, April, March, uh, March, April, May, all right? You can't do that. It has to be in two different separate um, months, okay? There is no cap on the amount. Now there's an, it's a cap on PPP, it's $20,000. 15 to $20,000, there's a cap on that, okay? There's a cap on EIDL. From what they said today, there is no cap. So there it is. Now, I'm, I'm not gonna go deep into it. Like I said on here on the webinar, you can get all the information on irs.gov. Here are some of the things that it says. This, this is what you're gonna read. This is just a part of it. So it's telling you what the qualifications are, what that eligible employee, employee looks like, what you can do, um, yes, you can do that. You can share with people. I just got a text. Yeah, you can share with people. Um, especially on Facebook and Instagram, uh, you all can share it out to wherever you would like to share it out to um, on Facebook and Instagram to people's uh, private accounts and so forth. So yeah, this is what you have to look forward to. So I go to iris.gov, put in employee retention credit, and this is the kind of information you're gonna see. They're gonna tell you exactly what you can do <laughs> to make sure that you're doing it right uh, and taxes and everything. And then of course, if you're a small business owner, if you don't have an accountant, you need an accountant. 
Um, I believe Michelle is on here. You all hear me talk about Michelle all the time because Michelle is my accountant. So she gonna keep me straight with all of this. If I decided to do this, she can be like, Janae, you can do that. Janae, you cannot do that. So if you are a small business owner, you serious about your business, you need an accountant. So you can know, make sure that you qualify for this stuff and you're doing it correctly. All right. Um, and so those on Instagram, lead book tax, L-E-A-D-B-O-O-K-T-A-X um, is Michelle's um, account. Make sure you follow her because she knows this tax stuff in and out. Okay. She knows this tax stuff in and out. And this is the last paragraph. One of the last paragraphs I, I wanted to show you all just to show you how much information is in this employee retention credit. Okay. This is, it's a lot of information. So you need to make sure you know what you're doing. They're not going to just make it so easy for you to get $7,000 per employee with no cap. So if you got 10 employees, you can have $70,000 per quarter. No, they're going to make the IRS. That's why the, that's why the man from the white house today said, go to the irs.gov <laughs> and look it up and, and read it. And so, cause he want to make sure he don't get in no trouble. And I'm telling you, you better go to irs.gov and make sure you don't get in no trouble either. All right, because that's a lot of money. All right, let's move on to the airlines. I love travel. This is my favorite part. So let's talk about the money they got. All right. And we're going to talk about strategies around travel and tips around travel. Um, so airlines this time around received 15, no, $14 billion. They received $14 billion. Um, this is good because it adds six months of job security for people in these, the airline industry. 13,000 American airline jobs were saved. All right, that's real people. 13,000 American airline jobs were saved just because of the signing of this law. 14,000 United Airline jobs were saved. They didn't talk about Delta or anything else in the article I read, um, but yeah, 13,000, 14,000. Now here are some travel tips because now that these airlines, let's let's think about what's going on in the world right now. Let's think about what's going to the United States, what's going on in the world. The airlines just got 14 billion more dollars, right? People are getting vaccinated at a very high rate. I mean, millions getting vaccinated. And I'm saying a lot of people are already completely vaccinated, right? They said that this past spring break, which is going on right now, college students everywhere all over the country, but especially in Florida, that this is the highest amount of people that have traveled in a very long time. So <clears throat> I'm a business major. Let's, let's talk about economics, all right? The best that I can. I ain't say I did that great in economics, but supply and demand. Now, last year, there was a lot of supply and no demand. So I was seeing flights to Los Angeles for $58 and I booked it. And then, no, it wasn't Los Angeles. I booked it to San Francisco and then they had a fire. So sorry about that, but it was $58, right? Those are the kind of flights that were going on last year. I went to the Virgin Islands in January. I went to the Virgin Islands in January, round trip, $85, $85. Now I know how to find deals, but that was even killer deals, all right? I just booked a flight to Dubai for $400 later this year. $400 round trip. But supply and demand. Now the supply is there, but now the demand is going up. So because the demand is going up, I'm starting to see prices rise. All right. Those of you who have my um, 10 survey sites that pay you money, you know inside of there, I give you all my travel tips. I give you my travel sites I follow, all of that so you can get those kind of deals. 
this is what I'm seeing, even with the deals, the, the, it's going, it's starting to go up, starting to creep up a little bit. Looking for yesterday, San Diego. San Diego is almost back to its regular price. I'm like, how sway? Like, they still in lockdown over there, but they back, they, they coming back. All right, Florida. I seen, um, was it Florida? Yeah, Florida, what is it, Tampa? Tampa's price was a little bit ridiculous. Miami is still cheap. You know, some of the bigger places, Los Angeles is still kind of cheap. It's like $200. New Orleans is still cheap. But I'm, I'm telling you all this is because you um, need to know that these prices are starting to rise again, okay? So if you're someone that's thinking about traveling in the next few months, within the next year, you need to start getting on it. You need to get your money together and start getting your tickets. Seat availability is more than likely going to change soon. Right now, I believe Delta is the only one that still gives you the middle seat. All right. They're, they're the last one that gives you the middle seat. And whenever I've, I've flown them twice um, in the last few months, and they do do it. They, they, they give you the middle seat. All right. You, you're not near anybody. And sometimes nobody even around you. Like I had, some, I had nine seats around me with nobody in it. And the same thing with American. American doesn't give you the middle seat. It's just that it wasn't nobody on the flight. That's how I got not having the middle seat. But the Delta, I believe, is the last one. And then the change fees are about to come back for, for basic, right? They, they, they promoted that they weren't going to have change fees. That's for everything itself, basic. And basic is the least expensive. Basic is what I buy all the time, all right? <laughs> I just take my chances. But that change fee part is going to stop March 31st. I pray that Ed, uh, was it, Ed Sebastian, he is the CEO of Delta. I pray he sent me another email, another one more email, Ed, that says that he is going to stretch it out another three months. Like, please, Ed, send me another email because what this has done, right? All these flights, I just booked the flight uh, last week and I'm gonna book a flight tomorrow. Uh, what this does, if I do it before March 31st, is that if I need to change it, it's going to cost me no money. And you all know in the past, it could have been 250, 175, 150 to change a flight. It was penalizing you. Up until March 31st, as of right now, especially with Delta, I, I use the fly Delta, American, and Southwest. With those right now, especially, I mean, Southwest has never changed fees, but um, with Delta right now, you I have until March 31st. So any flights that I book, I can change them for free as long as I booked them before March 31st, all right? So here's a part of your strategy. If you're thinking about traveling, end of the year, next year, what I, I'm pretty sure that the flights are up to next, probably March right now, I think. Um, you need to get it. And if, and if you, you can't go, you got a credit and you can take it somewhere else. I got a credit with Southwest. I had a credit with Delta until I used that money. I have a credit with Air Canada. I was supposed to go to Japan in April and they canceled it. They canceled it. I got that that round trip flight for $258. They canceled it because of things that happened in Canada and Japan pretty much closed their borders. But I still got the money and I can use that money for something else. So that's what I'm saying. Um, if you're thinking about traveling, this is your time, right? This is your time, okay? And like I said, that if you got the, um, the 10 survey sites, which is like 15 survey sites now that pay you money, in there, I did a video around how I save money in traveling, okay? I gave you my sites. 
I gave you the kind of tips that I do and the kind of strategies I do with um, my computer to make it happen. All of that is in there. So you need to go back and look at it. Um, I seen somebody ask me, where is that site? I mean, where is that course at? It's in the link in my bio on Instagram. So you can find it there. All right. So let's go on to veterans. Yes, veterans. My family, a lot of people, my family are veterans. Um, my brothers are veterans. And so when I seen this, I was like, yeah, let me read this to see what's going on. They have um, created a veterans rapid retraining assistance program. Veterans rapid retraining ass um, assistance program. And what this is, is they get up to 12 months of retraining assistance. It cannot lead up to a bachelor's degree or a graduate's degree. And it's designed to provide training to high demand occupation, I mean, occupations, all right? Um, high demand occupations. Um, we know that anybody who is a veteran who's been in the armed um, services or anything, they have skill sets out the window. They got a lot of skill sets. And so they're going to be able to, this 12 months is going to be nothing for them to get trained in whatever this occupation is. And the occupations are going to be determined by the Veterans Affairs Secretary. All right. So that's what it is. So if you know any um, veterans, let them know about the Veterans Rapid Retraining Assistant Program, um, something that they may want to look into. All right. Now, healthcare changes. All right. The healthcare changes. This has never been done before. The healthcare market exchange, all right, so that's basically Obamacare. I don't know if they're going to call it Biden care now or whatever. It opened back up. That has never happened before. Biden opened it back up and it's open until May 15th. So if you don't have healthcare right now, please go to the ACA website and get you some healthcare. The one thing that bankrupts the most people is, is medical bills, hospital bills, because they don't have insurance. And you can get insurance right now through May 15th. It's open back up because of COVID. Another thing that came in this bill, which a lot of people are happy about, um, COBRA, all right? So COBRA is the insurance you get after you get let go from your job. And if you wanna keep the same insurance that you had while you was on that job, that's called COBRA. COBRA is expensive, super expensive. When I got laid off of my job and I found out I was $50,000 in debt, I was wanting to keep my health care because, oh, I had fabulous health care. Their healthcare for two of us was a thousand dollars a month. I didn't keep COBRA at all, at all. But COBRA is covered through September 30th, 2021. All right, that was part of the bill. So if you end up getting laid off and you want to keep your coverage, you want to keep COBRA, you got until September to keep it for free. All right, it's going to be covered. Now here's the strategy around healthcare. Um, those of you who follow me for a while, if you, even if you've seen my post earlier this week, or was that yesterday? It might have been yesterday. I put up my, my badge. I worked in pharmaceutical sales for over 10 years, okay? So I know healthcare and health insurance very well, okay? I, I, need, I needed to know it like the back of my hand during that 10 years. I, and so I can read, whenever I'm on the ACA website, I can read it like this and be like, okay, that's what I'm getting. If, I, if anybody sent, sent me a book, I'd be like, nope, nope, don't need that. Nope, 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 don't need that. So hear me in this strategy, okay? Now, here's the strategy for you um, for healthcare, all right? If you had to pay for it yourself, so my small business owners, you have two ways that you can do it. Um, if you have, and this is with any kind of insurance, this car insurance, mortgage insurance, um, car insurance, homeowner's insurance, health insurance, any kind of insurance, 
if you have a higher deductible, so what you have to meet before the insurance kicks in, the higher the deductible, the lower your monthly payments are or your premiums, what they call it, the lower they are. So my household has a, is a, has a high um, deductible. I have a high deductible because I know if something is, is basically catastrophic, like if we have to go to a emergency room, have some surgery, I know I can cover that deductible and they can kick it on in. If you can't cover the deductible, if you can't cover the 10 grand, the 15 grand, then no, don't get that, right? But if you can, then you're going to have close to nothing to pay each month, even with a family of four, okay? So uh, family of four, family of two, just you, uh, that's what can happen. So if you don't have health insurance, if you go to the ACA website and um, make sure you, and look at the deductibles, the higher the deductible, the lower your monthly payment. So for those of you who don't go to the deductible once a, once a year, and by the way, that once a year is free thanks to Obamacare. So when you go get your physical, that's free. Unless they got to order some tests or anything, it's free. So if that's you, if that's what you do, then you need a higher deductible plan because you're wasting your money every month <laughs> if you don't go to the doctor, right? But for those of you who got might have, you know, you have it or somebody you know have has heart disease, diabetes, you need to make sure you get some good health care because you're going to the doctor. All right. You're going to the doctor. So that is some, that's the healthcare changes. Now, unemployment benefits. Pandemic unemployment assistance is now 79 weeks. So they have extended it. All right. They have extended it. Um, what this is, if you do not know, this is for people who cannot apply for regular unemployment. All right. This was brand new in the CARES Act. This ain't never happened before. Right. So pandemic unemployment assistance for your sole proprietors, for your gig workers, for your 1099s, for your self-employed individuals. That's what PUA is, was for and is for. What it was, and I think it still is, is $600 per week. All right? $600 per week. That's all you get. You don't get the state benefit. You will get denied that part. <laughs> but the pandemic unemployment assistance is what you will qualify for. All right? Um the federal, so the FPUC, the Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation has been extended to 9621. So what that is, is the extra money on top of your state benefit, okay? So at one point, we it was $600. Everybody remembers that last year, right? You would get $600 above what you would get in state. Now in our state, that could be $900 a week. Some people are getting four grand a month on unemployment. But now that has been knocked down to $300 above state benefits. It was $400 when the House sent it to the Senate, and then the Senate knocked $100 off <laughs> for unemployment. So whatever your state's benefit is, so ours at the highest is $300, so people can actually at the highest get $600, at the lowest they can get $400 a week, right? So know those numbers for your unemployment office. Um, the pandemic emergency unemployment compensation extension is now 9621 as well. What this is, is that when your regular benefits run out, they are extending it because there's a pandemic going on. That's all that means. Um, and this is something that came up in this that everybody needs to know. If you have taken on un any unemployment since last year, okay, since the pandemic started, since the CARES Act, $10,200 is not going to be, it's going to be exempt. So if you got $12,000 in unemployment benefits last year, which is usually taxed as income, all right, because it's income, they give you money, you should be taxed on it. They are now 
excluding $10,200 of that, as long as you make under $150,000 a year, which is most people, right? $10,000 is going to be exempt. You can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? So any of y'all took pandemic unemployment assistance last year, if you took any kind of unemployment benefits, $10,000 um, is exempt. All right. So that is not going to be taxed as income, which is very good news for a lot of people around the country that had to do unemployment. All right. Now let's get the student loan forgiveness. All right. Student loan forgiveness, which I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> uh, want to know about as well. So in the past, up until this bill was um, signed, whenever you did income-based repayment, you know, public service loan forgiveness, any of that, whatever was forgiven, like you, you paid 30 of your $45,000 student loans, whatever, that $15,000 that was forgiven was taxed as income. Well, until 2025, that will no longer happen. So if you get your student loans forgiven, that amount will not be taxed as income, which is very good news, at least to 2025. Maybe they're extended after that, but at least you got to 2025 that if your student loans are forgiven, that amount would not be taxed. The $10,000 student loan forgiveness that Biden has talked about was not in this law. That is something else that is going to be separate. So it's not in here at all. Okay, so, you know, if you're still waiting, unfortunately, you're still waiting. Um, this is the strategy I wanted to share with you all. Please keep your federal loans federal. Please keep your federal loans federal. Do not um, consolidate them and mess around and mix them with private loans. Because if you do that, this kind of stuff I'll be telling you all about federal benefits and all that stuff will go away from you. You will not be a part of the um, you know amount forgiven because <laughs> it's going to be taxed. So make sure you do not mix your loans up. Know which one of your loans is private, which one of them federal, and keep them separated. Okay, keep them separated. So before we go to the next slide, just want to let everybody know who has come in on Instagram, whether you're watching on Facebook, or watching here on the the webinar. Um, feel free to put your questions in. At the end, I will answer the questions. I think we're almost at the end, maybe, not sure. We've been going strong and, and Instagram is still up, surprisingly. Maybe they don't do 45 minutes anymore. I don't know, it's still going. <laughs> but let's go to student loan, I mean, let's go from student loan forgiveness onto the child tax credit. So these are for my parents and for anybody who knows parents. This is the kind of stuff they not talking about in the news. Yes, we get money. We got little $1,400 checks running around the house, but there's more money to come in this child tax credit. So this is what it is. So if you're a parent, please listen. Uh, you can get $3,600 for children who are five years old and under, and then $3,000 for children who are six years old to 17. And this is each, all right? This is the income qualification. It's $150,000 for joint, so married, filing jointly. Um, $112,000 if you file head of household, and then $75,000 for everybody else, right? So if you're a single parent, it's $75,000. That is the income threshold, and then it goes down $50 to $100 until it phases completely out. So you could still get something if you over those numbers, but you don't get the full amount. They said in the bill, there is going to be an online information portal for parents. It is not there yet. 
okay? <laughs> it's not there yet, but there will be an online information portal for parents. Now, this is when the payments are supposed to start, parents. They are supposed to start July 31st and they end December 31st. So the numbers I gave you, divided by six, multiplied by the number of kids you have. Simple as that. And that's how much money you will get each month, July through December, all right? So I'm not even gonna do math. Even though I'm, I do financial literacy and I do personal finance, I need a calculator, but I'm gonna say that the $3,000 <laughs> is what? $500 per child. So if you have two children, you get $1,000 a month. Yeah, that's right. $1,000 a month for six months. Boom. There you go. <laughs> so that is what parents of children six to 17 will get $1,000 a month. All right. Um, so that's what it is. Now, stimulus checks. I left that for the last part because everybody's talking about stimulus check. You all know this already. Uh, but if you haven't got your check yet, I will let you know majority of them are coming out tomorrow. All right, so if you haven't gotten your check yet, majority of them are coming out tomorrow. If you haven't gotten your any of the checks, I've seen a couple of people like that, you're supposed to have the checks, you got to take that up during tax time. And it's some kind of credit you're supposed to sign up for. A easy, easy Google search about how do I get my stimulus checks and I haven't gotten them yet will tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, $1,400 per adult independent, so. Yeah, it's four people in your family, 1,400 times four. The cutoff for individuals is, so individual taxpayer is $80,000, $120,000 for head of household and $160,000 cutoff for those who are married filing jointly. So that's what that is. So stimulus checks, if they aren't there already, they come out tomorrow <laughs> and maybe Friday, but definitely a lot of people I've talked to, they say theirs is pending for Wednesday and they've checked the website. Um, I forgot the name of the website, but if you just put in Google, um, where's my stimulus check or how I find my stimulus check, it's the IRS payment tool. And you'll go there and just put in your social security number maybe and your address, something like that. And then they'll tell you if your stimulus check is coming and when it's coming. All right, so this is the part that I want you all to stay here for. And after this, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, answer any questions. So. Start putting your questions definitely on the Zoom because I'm gonna cover you all first. And then um, hopefully Facebook, I might be able to see you once I get out of the share option. I'm not sure about that. And then of course, Instagram, I'll scroll back through and see what questions are there. But here's the wealth transfer. This is an example, right? This is an example of the wealth transfer that has happened over the last year. This is what I tell people, I've been telling people for months. This is one of the biggest wealth transfers in a very long time and probably will never happen again. Someone asked me last week, do I think another stimulus check will come out in the future? I honestly am leaning towards no. The economy is starting to pick back up. Whether you feel that in your personal economy, that's different from what DC feels. Like they argued <laughs> over, they, they didn't even do the $15 increase, minimum wage increase. They argued over that and didn't do it. And then they took it from $400 unemployment benefits down to three. And one whole entire party didn't vote for any of this. So when people ask me, do I think another stimulus check may come after this? I am not sure. The, the economy will have to go back down or something like that in order for it to do it. And right now it's going up. 
All right, so let's talk about the wealth transfer. This is an example of a family of four. Round one of the stimulus, a family of four collectively got $3,400, right? Round two of the stimulus, <laughs> they got $2,400. That was the one in December. Now round three is here. They receive $5,600, all right? Long as their kids fall in the range, all that stuff, they fall in the income range. Overall in three rounds of stimulus checks, they have received $11,000, $11,400, a family of four, all right? Child tax credit, what we just talked about, that's starting in July. A family of four can get between $6,000 and $7,200. $6,000 to $7,200. We already had $11,000. Now we're talking about adding six to $7,000 to that bottom line. Now let's say that one of the family members was a gig worker because they could work for Uber, um, self-employed, sole proprietor, whatever. And last year, when everything shut down, let's say they were Uber and nobody's riding the Uber for two months. I mean, probably most of the year, but let's say it was two months. They got $600 per week for eight weeks. And then maybe they found a job after that. That's $4,800, just as an example. That's one example. Let's say someone ended up doing the federal um, um, pandemic unemployment compensation, right? So these are people that got laid off from a nine to five where they work for somebody else. And they, in my state, the highest they could get was $900 per month, right? I mean, $900 per week. So let's say they were out for eight weeks. $900 per week for eight weeks is $7,200. So I'm telling you the PUA or the FPUC as an either or. You know, somebody might've got $4,800 or somebody might've got $7,200 in a two month period on top of what I've already told you up there. And then let's go a step further. <clears throat> let's say that 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 pandemic unemployment employee, you know, self-employed person, they decided to go apply for the, P, the Paycheck Protection Program because even a gig worker can get the Paycheck Protection Program. And they end up getting the full amount of $15,000 on top of all that I already said. Fit, 15, they got $15,000 on top of $4,800 on top of now about to be $6,700 on top of $11,000, just like that. And then of course you got the EIDL, you got $1,000 as one person. <laughs> so I put that in there just, just to have it. Now, let's look at the indirect money that people could have gotten during this time. That's direct money. But here's some indirect money. Certain Blue Cross Blue Shields across the country, because Blue Cross Blue Shield is different in every state. You got Blue Cross Blue Shield, Tennessee. You got Blue Cross Blue Shield, South Carolina. It just depends on where you at. Some of those Blue Cross Blue Shields were sending out up to $500 rebates that can be used at CVS and Walmart, which means you got a card with $500, $400, and you can use it just as free money in those places. I got $400. I'm still using it. $400 swiping this CV. Every time I go to CVS, I don't pay for nothing. It, it pretty much covers everything in CVS. That's indirect money that happened because of the pandemic and because some Blue Cross Blue Shield did they weren't supposed to do and they had to get that money back. $400. Everybody that was in Blue Cross Blue Shield got $400 in that state. They also had a pandemic EBT. So I told you all about that when we were talking about the elementary kids, K through 12. Pandemic EBT is a card that if your child belongs to a school that has free lunch and free breakfast, then they have, um, they get a card in the mail that can be, 
I think like $150 a month, something like that. Just depending on what state you're in. That's just money that you can go to the grocery store and buy stuff that you're not using your own money. None of this money I talked about over here. You're not using none of them, them thousands of dollars for food. You're using this EBT card, the pandemic EBT card. That's what it's called. It's not the SNAP. It's pandemic EBT. It's above and beyond, right? That money to buy food. Then if you were at, if your child was at one of those schools, no matter what their income level was, they, this country said last year, no, it don't matter. If you have a school that has, if you have at a school that has free lunch and free breakfast, everybody gets free lunch and free breakfast, period. And it's still going on today. Like it started last April, you know, when they eventually ended up leaving school either way. That is still going on and it's gonna go on through the summer. That's what I told you earlier. So this is money saved in these households that have children in those kind of schools that they're not paying for breakfast and lunch at all. Nonstop business grants. Soon as April turned around and you know we got the CARES Act, business grants popping up, they still popping up. Business grants left and right. If you, and then, so these people I talked about over here, this family of four, let's say one of them got a business grant add them thousands of dollars over there. I personally last year, was it last year? Yeah, last year. I won a $10,000 grant and a $3,000 grant. So let's say you use me as an example. That's $13,000 added onto that list over there, all right? So here's the results of what this family of four could have gotten since last April. Thirty-six dollars to $39,000. Thirty-six to $39,000. I'm not talking about no tax refund check they got last year. I'm not talking about tax refund check they could have got this year. I'm talking about just these numbers, just from the pandemic and these stimulus packages. People have received, a lot of you have received 36 to $39,000, almost 40 grand. And I'm not talking about people who got four children. I'm talking about people who got two, almost $40,000. So the reason I put this slide up here is for everybody to think at the, to see all these numbers in a total, to see all these numbers in a total and ask yourself, if you fall in any of these categories I just shared with you, just these basic categories, family of four, I don't even care if you just keep the 11,000 and the 6,000 that's about to come, like that's still almost 20 grand. Is the money saved up? And I'm not talking about the whole 36, the whole 39, the whole 20, not the whole thing. But do you have at least $5,000 saved? Because I haven't even talked about tax refund. I'm talking about this last year was a wealth transfer. And those who use this money the right way, and I'm talking about especially those that, had, that kept their job the whole time. Like, there's no excuse there. If you kept your job the whole time and you got all this money over the last year, where is it at? Is it in your bank account? Is it in the stock market that's just going up? For your children are responsible for a lot of this money, okay? Do they have a college savings account opened up? Do they have a savings account opened up? That's what I talked about on the news this morning. It's going to air in the morning. I said, I, a part of my presentation, I mean, part of my segment today was some of these thousands of dollars coming to you, some of it has to do with your children. Is the money going to build up their financial future? 
Now, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but I'm telling you what I would have done and what I have done. The money needs to be used to build up your financial future. That's, that's, only, that's the only reason I do things like this. It's because I want people to close the wealth gap. And over the last year, this country has given out almost $5 trillion. $5 trillion has gone, gone out. And a lot of us have gotten tens of thousands of dollars, whether it's from just being a family, whether it's being business grants, whether it's being your know, PUA, PPP, all the <laughs> EE, all that stuff. Whatever it is, tens of thousands of dollars have flowed into households, flowed into households of you all that are looking at me right now and listening to me right now. Where is the money? Was the money used wisely? And if it wasn't, the money that you're about to get tomorrow, the next few days, in July for my parents, July to December, is that money gonna be used differently and even better? Like you could have used this last, these last checks really good. How are you gonna improve on what you've already done over the last year? This is the time to build wealth. Out in 2008, 2009, I'm gonna get off of this in a minute. In 2008 and 2009, that's when I was laid off from my job and was $50,000 in debt. It's no way I could have took advantage of anything going on. The stock market, none of that. And guess what? During 2008, 2009, they didn't give us any of this stuff that I just showed y'all in this whole presentation. They gave none of this. You just was on your own. If, you, if your employment, unemployment benefits didn't really cover you, so what? They did not care. They were trying to keep these doggone banks and this housing market from taking the whole economy down. Now it's more centered around actual Americans this time around. So all this money is flowing. And I'm in a different place right now. So like this money is going where it need to go. This is your opportunity. This is a wealth transfer. For those of you on Zoom, that's why I named this slide this. It is a wealth transfer. And what you do with this money for the past year and the money that's about to come will determine what your life looks like financially, you, or if you got a family, your family's life is gonna look like 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, from what has been done with this money in one year. That's what it's gonna, that's what you're gonna turn around and you're gonna look back and say, I had all the tens of thousands of dollars come in that could have been used for this. And either I did or I didn't. And now today my financial situation looks this way. All right, I'm off my soapbox. I just had to put that in there. I'm on, yeah, I'm going to post it live. Yeah, and I, I'm also going to have the replay. So last but not least, I know it's, we, we've been going for an hour and a half now almost. What didn't I talk about? <laughs> so I just want to let you know what else is in the bill. I'm not going to talk about what this stuff is. I'm just going to name it out. What I didn't talk about. I didn't talk about the earned income tax credit. That's in there. All right, that's, that's probably like six pages of it. I didn't talk about credit for six, sick leave. So... Um, employers can get tax credits if, if their employees have to take a sick leave because of COVID or they got to go get their vaccination, all that kind of stuff. That's what that's about. Credit for family leave for certain self-employed individuals. I am going to read that again because I want to see if I qualify because I'm self-employed. Because <laughs> that might have something to do with me having to be home with these kids. And, and if I get a tax credit, I need all the tax credits I can get. Um, pension plan payments. That's something to look for. If you got a pension plan, um, you need to read that part of the bill because they put some money towards that because pension plans 
are are dead. So if you got a pension plan, you need. I told my friend the other day, you need to figure out how to get your money out that pension plan and put it somewhere else because these pension plans, city, state pension plans, company pension plans are going broke. And this it shows you in that bill how many billions of dollars they had to <laughs> to give these people to get them dog on fund them pension plans back up. So that's in there. And then there's also child care assistant grants of $3.5 billion. We talked a lot about child care assistance. I wasn't going to add another um, whole section about this $3.5 billion. And, and like I said at the end, it's even more. Not only that, it's even more. That's in that bill. It was 628 pages. Like I said, I read over 400 other pages, um, but that's what was left. That And some other stuff like Medicare stuff that has nothing to do with me. And, you know, Medicare stuff was in there and, and something else. Oh, stuff like with the White House and everything else, some some things that I didn't need to read, railroad stuff. But this is some of the things that I put in here that I think you might be interested in, okay? So now is the time to start putting your questions, um, putting your questions into, sorry. Putting your questions into Instagram and putting your questions into Facebook. I might can see it. I'm on Restream, so we'll see. I'm putting your questions. I've seen questions already coming up in Zoom, so I'm about to come out and answer everybody's questions. Um, those of you who are new to me that you just signed up for this, this is my website, Debt Sucks University. So D-E-B is in boy, T is in Tom, S-U-C-K-S, university.com. The blog is there, the Money Attractor blog. Um, if you go to Debt Sucks University, you can get to everything. You can get to my online courses. You can get to my books. Uh, my social media is there, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram is probably the best place to follow me on because on Instagram is where I do my daily money lives with Janae. So shorter versions of this, much shorter versions of this kind of information. Um, and then, of course, all the links to anything you need around money is in my bio and Instagram. Uh, my book, The Money Attractor, Everyone's Guide to Winning with Money So You Can Live Your Dreams, is on Amazon. That link is in my bio and on my website. So you're good with that. But yeah, I'm about to answer questions. Those that just joined me, thank you, Ashley, for putting my website in there. Um, that is my right hand. Ashley has been helping me out with Clubhouse, um, <laughs> making sure Restream kind of work. You're good enough, we're going to see at the end. But I know this is being recorded through Zoom. So those of you who are on my email list, you will get this recording as well, because I know we've been going a long time. Um, you'll get this this recording so you can see the presentation again and hear it as well. So I am going to come out of the share and then um, you all can, I'm going to answer everybody's questions on the Zoom first. And then after that, I will answer people's questions on Instagram as well as Facebook if I can see it. All right. So uh, in the chat box for, let's see, I'm going to go back up to the top. So um, child care providers, I wanted to call it preschool. Yes, it's supposed to be qualified providers. So preschool up to, you know, when they go to pre-K, four years old, and that, that tends to get into the public school part. Um, so child care providers, you know, four and under kind of thing, that's what it's for. Um, so somebody want to be anonymous, can you start a business and get some of this money? It's the rest and start a commercial real estate company. Yeah, so the, the only thing that you're probably going to be able to get is the um, uh, employee retention, retention credit because that is going to be um, after February 15, 2020, 
2020. So it's going to be after that. So you can get the employee retention credit if you have employees. And of course, the person would be self-employed for themselves. They would count as an employee. So that's $7,000 per employee per quarter. Also, there are plenty of business grants out there that are even startup grants, okay? Um, plenty, plenty of them that you can just be a startup company and that they're giving out thousands of dollars. So just go ahead and do, go and, being able to go and do that research to be able to get that money as well. Um, so should one attempt to get an application in for the current PPP or this new program that just came through? So this, um, this is just new money. It's not really a new, a whole new um, round, kind of. It's just that they added seven billion dollars more. So you need to go ahead and get it in now, because I don't know <laughs> how things are going to go going forward. Just like the stimulus checks, um, I don't know if we're going to get any more of those stimulus checks. Um, as far as the paycheck protection program, um, it's looking like like the demand for it. Even though more people should be getting it, the demand is kind of slowing. Like in the first round, it went like this. That and the idea went gone, just gone. And it's starting to slow down. So when things, when money's not being spent and that money's not being taken up, a lot of times people, I mean, the people, by people, I mean, government will take it back. So um, definitely get in it before March 31st. I, I've been on with you all the whole time. So I don't know if the House of Representatives has passed an amendment to take it from March 31st as the deadline to May 31st. But if I find that out, I'll put it on my Instagram, maybe on my Facebook. Uh, we'll see, but definitely Instagram, you all will know. Next, can people who are part of MLM companies get the PPP? Uh, I, you're, you're a sole proprietor. Um, it does it does get a little tricky with that because you're still kind of working for a company, but so it was Uber drivers, but they are thought of as independent contractors. So if you're thought of as an independent contractor, if you're an independent contractor, then you're supposed to be able to get the PPP. I will reach out to um, to I reach out to a credit union or whoever you have your business account with and and speak to them um, definitely just to make sure. All right, so um, that was a private message. Uh, you're welcome, Michelle. Oh, Michelle, did you put in your information? Somebody? Okay, there you go. Thanks for it. So, um, like I said, Michelle Thompson is my accountant. Um, she's lead book tax on Instagram, L-E-A-D-B-O-O-K-T-A-X. She has kept me straight <laughs> this year. Um, so yeah, so that's my account. And uh, let's see. Okay, so Veterans Rapid Retraining. It is going to be a grant. Um, it is going to be a grant and it's going to be through um, Veteran Affairs. This is something that they just put in there and I I'm sure it's not set up yet but they're just letting it know that it is out there. Um, but it is it is gonna be something that there is gonna be a grant. The, the vets will not have to pay for it. So privately, PUA. Okay, so um, PUA, pandemic unemployment assistance, like obviously my brain is about to be fried. Um, pandemic unemployment assistance is based, it's not gonna be taxed. It's not supposed to be taxed as income. That's what it said in the bill. $10,200 of it. Everything else will be taxed. Um, let's see, going for it. Is it true that PUA is a cash and if it's this video, so um, if you are, so this is the situation for people who've already filed their, um, if anybody's off mute, um, put yourself back on mute, please. Um, 
for those that have um what's it called unemployment they they've already filed i've seen an article today the iris says please do not amend your taxes <laughs> so i guess they're going to handle it a lot of people taxes haven't come back i don't know if that has something to do with it but they're they're not um um, they're asking you not to do all that extra stuff that amending and everything so if i if you have an accountant i would definitely reach out to an accountant or someone who does taxes to be able to um also figure that out period please post okay thank you for posting my instagram account um i want to and and the person who's on iphone i'm gonna get to you as soon as i get through these questions i see your hand raised I'll clarify what you said about the three thousand child test okay okay yeah so if your child is six to 17, um, six to 17 years old, you get $3,000. If they are five and under, you get $3,600. So you have to divide the $3,000 by six. And so that's where I got the $500 per month because it's only from July to December. So um, feel free to do the math again. <laughs> Cause like I said, me and math without a calculator. Uh, but yeah, that's what it would be. July to December. You welcome, Stephanie. Since student loans have no interest right now, we continue to make payments to lower the principal balance. Will that affect student loan forgiveness plans later after no interest is over? No, this, this um, if you're paying extra to the principal and also for anybody else that's paying extra to the principal, please make sure that they are applying it to the principal because um, I had some people that that's not happening even during this time. Um, it's not going to affect it at all. Uh, so you'll be fine with student loan forgiveness. It, it actually, um, accounts to to what you've been paying already so if you're in a student loan forgiveness program it's actually like helping you you're welcome you're welcome do i know the site that a parent can go to when applying for funds to send their children to private schools when you live in a low performance i don't know that um that website and some states have different websites depending on what state you're in but if you look up private school vouchers on google you might end up finding um and then whatever state you're in or city that you're in, you can be able to put that in there to get those school vouchers. You're welcome, Mr. Ziegler. Uh, let's see. Do you know what site a parent? Oh, I already read that one. You're welcome. You're welcome. Could I? Oh, oh, could you present an Excel spreadsheet to show your 25% loss uh, for Paycheck Protection Program? It will depend on who you're going through. Um, everybody has um, has different qualifications. Like sometimes with Wells Fargo, it was harder than if I was with a credit union. So that's that's a, some of the the bigger banks want you to show much more paperwork than like the credit unions. Like the you know the bigger banks acting like it was their money and not the government money. <laughs> and they was just the middleman and the credit unions like understood they were the middleman they weren't trying to make it hard they knew businesses were suffering so it just depends on who you're working with so definitely make sure that you reach out to to someone tomorrow and start asking them ask them that question like front and center thank you so much you're welcome and you're new to follow me thank you welcome welcome anybody else have any questions on the live let me see if i can figure out um the iphone hand raised just a second uh let's see okay i just asked you to unmute can you unmute yourself the iphone that had a question hey let's see 
because I can't, you have to unmute yourself. All right, so why, we're waiting on um, them. Hello? All right, they're not there, so they'll come back. <laughs> so next, make sure, okay, questions on Instagram. And I'll read them out for you all on the webinar so you'll know exactly. So I've already scrolled to the back. Oh, that's your alma mater, Tuskegee. Let's see. Okay, so do I know any grants of um, for new businesses? So here are some different um, websites to go to. I fund women, so F U I obviously F U N D women is one of them. Um, Alice is another one. A L I C E. Oh, let me think of the other ones I've been getting emails from. <laughs> um, Vent is it Ventures? Uh, DM me on Instagram and um, I'll try to think of the other ones because um, I all my devices are taken up right now so I can't like look at my email um, but uh, what's another oh LISC L-I-S-C they are actually the best L-I-S-C LISC um, I think they did two billion in grants over this last year they just sent out an email about that so L-I-S-C so those are the main ones that I would look at first those are going to keep you busy for a while. Applying to those, sign up for email lists of people as well. A lot of great travel deals. Is there a particular website for the homeless assistance? So that that website is not out yet. Um, whenever you see any of these things in these um, bills and these laws, once they put the money out there, they got to get people to set the stuff up. And so that's why I was telling people who have nonprofits to start asking questions, um, asking questions of those in the state that would be over something like that, that'll start dis distributing that kind of money because they're going to be ones with the purse strings and they're going to be the ones giving out the contracts and setting up the website and all that kind of stuff. Um, so right now, none of that stuff is set up. They just said this money is, is put out for that. Okay, thank you for answering that question. So if your son turns 18 next month, will I still get the tax credit starting in July? Mm, not sure about that because I don't know if it's off their taxes from 20, 2019, 2020. Um, I don't know which taxes they're going off of. Um, so it's might be a wait and see. Um, you might want to ask that to a tax professional as well, because they may um, know that. All right, Michelle, if you're on Instagram, I know you're on the on the webinar, but if you have an answer to that question, the question was if their son turns 18 next month, will they still get the child tax credit for starting in July? If you can put that in the Instagram, um, that'd be great. All right. Okay, so somebody answered that. I am going to post this live, hopefully, if it saves. If not, it'll be saved on Zoom. Well, yep, wealth transfer indeed. Primary website for the grants. No, the, 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 wealth, the grants are everywhere. Everybody just has their own thing with their own grants and so forth. Um, I haven't seen any landlord grants as of yet. 
Um, and more than likely, we haven't seen the landlord grants because the government is giving all this rental assistance and mortgage assistance out. So that's probably why no grants have came out specifically for landlords. Um, so are there any specific grants I should mention to my daughter college when I reach out to financial aid department? Um, they should be having financial aid grants. They had them last year. They probably got some left over because not a lot of people knew about it. And of course, nobody at colleges, a lot of colleges didn't even talk about it. So they probably got money left over. And then they definitely have money coming. So um, say, I need to talk to someone about what these grants are going to be and how much they go be because every school had different amounts. I mean, one institution was giving out $5,000 grants to students. I was like, what in the world? So the money is out there. Just make sure that you, um, if you don't, if it's not the financial aid department, start go to the enrollment, <laughs> enrollment management department. Talk to everybody. Go to the, the president's office, the chancellor's office, whatever. Go, go get in somebody's face, especially if the aid is needed. All right, thank you. Uh, and so Ashley, if you're on Instagram, Ashley is putting the the websites in there that I mentioned. All right, you're welcome. And then the yeah, the grants for new businesses is on, like I said, LISC and iFundWomen. They'll have new startup um, kind of ones going. I think one is out right now, but I don't know exactly who it is with. But there are new grant businesses. Um, a couple of questions online right quick, and I'll come back to you all. You're welcome. Uh, I heard that the that those $3,000, we can either ask for it on our tax return or monthly. I don't know if it's um, on either or, but in the in the bill, they just talked about the July through December. Um, so either way you get the money. Thanks, Dr. Mitchell. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Um, oh, so where do we find an application for the payments July, December? That wasn't in the bill. Uh, it's probably going to be just sent out just like this $1,400. Um, they got all your information. They got all your taxes. It would take, and they already got your um, your uh, bank accounts and everything because they already know you got kids. That's why you've been getting this money already. <laughs> so they'll just send it out again, I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, thank you for putting in the clubhouse name, Ashley. Now I have some questions in the question box. Um, yeah, adult de adult dependents have been overlooked um, every time. Yep. Um, so the adult dependents is very tricky. So these are for really my college students, um, and it's it's from an obscure rule and law from like 1990. Um, so I might share that on like an Instagram um, video or Instagram live just to explain it more. But that's why college students haven't been getting this money. Some of them have, some of them have. My niece got it and I don't know how she got it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it was just a, a weird a weird law from like 1990. And that's the reason why a lot of dependents who are over 18 haven't been getting their stimulus checks. All right, and okay. So um, Ms. Ashley said you can check the SBA for new business grants. They have a lot of links and sources as well as you can Google new business grants. There you go. Thank you, Ashley. Um, I do. I did not qualify for the previous stimulus due to my income in 2019. Should I file my 2020 income was only 52,000 for five months? Would I qualify this time? Um, Michelle, can you unmute? Um, the question is, they didn't qualify for the, the previous stimulus due to their income in 2019. Should they file their tax for 2020 income because that was only 52 grand for five months and would they qualify for the stimulus? Do you know the answer to that? Um, they're gonna, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, they're gonna take the, uh, 
so if she files 20 if she files 2020 if she did it already they'll give her a stimulus based on 2020 if she hadn't yet and they're distributing money now they're going to base it off of 2019 it's whatever the last date you filed was all right there's the so answer. if she didn't get it in 2019 and she still hasn't filed for 2020 and they're in the process of distributing it then um they're probably going to base it off the 2019 i'm not sure if when she files the 2020 will they adjust it because there's some credits and there's some taxes that um they'll use your 2019 if your income's lower and then your 2020 like a lot of the credits right now on your tax return like the earned income credit um even if you're following your 2020 you could use your 2019 income to qualify for the earned income credit and certain other credits thank you and that's why michelle is my accountant <laughs> Because I wouldn't have been able to tell y'all none of that that she just told you. So that is why it's important to have you an accountant. So yeah, so there is the answer. All right, Ashley, thank you for putting um, Michelle's information um, in in the uh, in Instagram. So lead book tax. For those of you on Facebook, lead book tax on Instagram is who you need to follow. Any other questions at all, whether it's Instagram or um, Zoom. Now I am about to try to go to restream and see if I can find the questions. Um, Ashley, on, um, come on Clubhouse and let me know <laughs> what I need to be doing. Because uh, um, I don't see where the chat is on here. Hey. Hey. Do you know where the chat? Because it's not at the bottom. So we might just have to maybe, um, let's see. And Janae? Yes, go ahead. Um, are you on your Instagram? I I am on my Instagram right now on my other phone. Okay. So are you looking for questions that would be on Instagram? No, I got the questions for Instagram. It's, it's Facebook right now that I'm, ha I'm trying to Oh, see. okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's the one. Okay, we um Ashley, you see any questions on Facebook? Um, I answered all the questions that you had on Facebook. Okay, you already did. Okay, perfect. <laughs> all right. So if if you see anything else on there that I need to answer, um, so um, Charles said. No, so, they asked for um. Uh, one person did ask what was the uh, Zoom link. I told them to sign up for your email list. Yeah, and then they'll get the they'll get the um the replay. And uh, Michelle, somebody asked where you accepting new clients. Oh yes, I am. All right. I'm on Instagram. Um, and everything's at Lead Book Tax. Facebook, Instagram, website is leadbooktax.com. So if you're on Instagram, you could just go there. All my links are there. There you go. And so I just put in the chat again. Um, so Lead Book Tax. Any other questions? So, uh, I see someone said something. Uh, somebody had a question about the cleaning business portion. Okay. On IG. Okay, so the cleaning business portion that I was talking about um, was that it's and the slide was from the K through twelve portion. I think they're getting one hundred twenty-two billion dollars to states. 
for for basically schools to reopen and a part of that is ventilation improvement as well as sanitation services so I was, the strategy was if anybody has a cleaning business um, that can take that kind of business on because uh, you if you go if you go for that you got to be able to take care of, you know like all the elementary schools or at least a portion of them or all the middle schools or a portion high schools and so forth then to be able to go out for those contracts whether those contracts are state contracts city contracts or county contracts so that's what i meant about cleaning business that's a strategy that you got to get on today um because they're going to be get as soon as that money starts flowing in that 122 billion dollars starts flowing in from the federal government down to these states, then they're going to start getting the money out because they got to get these schools open in their mind frame. They won't be, it don't matter what side of the aisle you on in DC, from the White House down to Congress, they want these schools to be reopened. Um, vaccinations are, are happening and they want to reopen because students are being lost in the cracks. Um, so so that that's why I said if people have cleaning businesses or even you know by caterers, people who cook and stuff, and you, you can actually take on the job. That's what happened with the all these lunches and stuff that was handed out over the summer. Somebody had to cook that stuff and bring it to the schools. That was a contract, and I mean I'm sure it was a really nice contract, and they were bringing that money in. So. Um, the, the good thing about being on the webinar live is that you got to see the money, you got to see where it's going. And if you're a small business owner, it, this is to help you get your wheels turning and start to be creative and say, what does that money mean to me? What does that money mean to my business? What can I do? Like the, some of the things I told you all about, I could do something with the vets. I could do something with the, um, it was something else on there. Oh, the farmers, if I wanted to, and it was something else on there. I can use, do a financial literacy and all that kind of stuff. I'm not doing it, but I could. <laughs> so, but that's the way when I'm reading, you know, this only 10 pages, but I'm reading 628 pages of a bill. I'm looking through this for business opportunities, not only personal finance opportunities, but business opportunities. It's all through this. The government cannot do the work themselves. They have to contract out to people. So you have to always think about that when it comes to your business. And that's why I said, make sure you all are keeping up with the SBA. You, if you, if you have the opportunity to become HUB certified, so HUB, become HUB certified. Um, my next thing is hopefully doing minority business owned or uh, women owned business. So let's get certified people. Let's get certified so we get these government contracts. Any other questions, whether it's Instagram, Ashley on Facebook, or here on the webinar? Any questions at all? No more questions on Facebook. I'm just going to post your link again okay. so that they can um, get on the mailing list. Perfect. And so Dr. Mitchell, and he knows government. Um, said they don't do any work. <laughs> they either grant it out or contract it out. Yeah, let's get these coins out the Mitchell. You know me, me and you trying to get these coins. <laughs> yes. Um, so, oh, it's HUB certified. I'm sorry. Um, H-U-B, HUB certified. Um, just see where the HUB office is in your state. Um, um, Ms. Stokes, are you, are you in Winston-Salem by any chance? Um, if not, then you have to look at your state. Yep, where the money resides. <laughs> yep, hub certified. Uh, where can we go get certified? If you look up your hub office in your state, then they can let you know what kind of local offices can help you get cert hub certified. Hub certified if you take, oh, you're in Pennsylvania. So yeah, look for the hub office um, locally in Pennsylvania. 
um, and then you reach out to them and they can walk you through it. Hub certified, if you sit down and take your time, it takes no time to get hub certified, like to get it, get it sent in. And then like 30 to 60 days later, they'll, that's one of the easiest ones to get, but it can put you in really good position um, for different opportunities. Hub, H-U-B, B is in boy. H-U-B, B is in boy, is it? Any other questions at all? Anybody have any other questions? And definitely went for Instagram and Facebook when I do uh, save this and it goes uh, into the recording and so forth. Please share with other people in your family, um, your friends, other business owners, so that they can have this information, especially on Facebook. If y'all can actually see my <laughs> presentation, <laughs> send it out. Um, but even if you can't, you could, but you can hear me, definitely send it out and just help people. Thank you, Ashley, for putting that in the, the box. But um, because the more the people know, the more power they have, okay? The more power they have. I, you have to know somebody who owns a child care center or works in one. You have to know somebody that owns some land or is a farmer. You have to know somebody who's a parent that got money. You have to know somebody that can benefit from what we talked about tonight, okay? I can't reach everyone, but if we can just push it out, each and one of us push it out to our own networks, everybody can eventually get reached, okay? Yep, Access Winston-Salem. So if you're in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Access Winston-Salem can offer you information on HUB, HUB certified. Uh, thank you, Dr. Mitchell, HUB certified. They will, it's for free. They will sit down with you and walk you through it and get it, help you get it sent out. All right, Access Winston-Salem, she just, on Instagram, um, Ashley just put their information in there. And even if you want to reach out to them and maybe they can tell you somebody in your area um, because all these, all these individuals who do this kind of work can get you in contact to where you need to be as well. All right. Any other questions on any other platform? Any other questions? And I'll and I'll go back for those of you watching on my private Facebook page. I'll I'll come in there and answer any questions um, after this as well. Um, how can someone learn how to put contracts together? That, that is something, so when you're thinking about contracts and so forth, it's, it should be free resources where you are. So where we have, we have the SBDTC. Um, so I think it's like the Small Business Development Technology Center, S, yeah, SBDTC, that's what we have. We have that community colleges have small business centers within them and in, in North Carolina, we have them on every community college, but in Pennsylvania, you may have them at a few community colleges. Uh, so look at the, look up the small business center, look up and see if you have a SBDTC where you are at and look for those um, individuals that work, those nonprofits that work with small business owners because whoever those nonprofits are, they can help you um, learn more about how to put contracts together. The SBDTC, is the one here and she's helping me get certified as a woman-owned business or a minority-owned business, one or the other. Either way, this is another certification so I can get these contracts um, in the future when I take the time to do it. All right, so um, Dr. Mitchell said, tell her to call SBA 7J office. They provide training as well, all right? So um, Ms. Stokes, if you see that in the chat box, um, that, that's what you definitely should do. And it said provides free training. 7J program provides free training. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So those on Instagram, 7, SBA 7J, 7J, so J is in John, 
um, program provides free training, all right? So around contracts and everything else. Uh, Richard, <laughs> somebody on Instagram talking to stimulus. So uh, Richard, you make sure you watch the replay. So I told everybody when this stimulus check is supposed to be coming. So it's, it's coming. Anybody else have any other questions at all? Any other questions? Thank you, Ashley, for putting that in there. Ashley, you're going to get a bonus. Let me tell you, though. <laughs> you're going to get a bonus, boy. You have been helping me. I'm telling y'all. Mm. Any, any other questions at all? All right, so if there's no more questions on Facebook, uh, you're welcome and on Facebook, here on Zoom, here on Instagram, here on Clubhouse, if there's no other questions. Um, those of you on the email list, you will get this replay with the slides and everything. Um, once it finishes recording, uploads, um, I'll get it to you and email it to you hopefully by tomorrow. Um, here on Instagram, Facebook, of course, when this is done, it should upload. We shall see. <laughs> but thank you all for taking this time. I mean, we, we went two hours. So I appreciate you all's attention each and every time you all join me. I, I truly feel it as an honor. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. I want to help people be able to close the wealth gap, build wealth for them, them and their families. And so it, it is an honor on my end for you all to definitely join me um, and be engaged as you all have been. All right. So I, I, I hope you all have a, um, a great rest of the evening. And of course, if there are any questions, you can DM me on Instagram. I may not get to them tonight, but I will definitely get to them in the morning. Um, oh yeah, if you if you did, if you signed up in the 6 p.m. kind of area, but you will get the replay. So no, no worries, you'll get the replay. All right. All right, everybody have a good night. I'm gonna cut you all off one at a time. All right, <laughs> feel free to go ahead and leave. So let's see. Oh, is it one question? All right. So um, if you Numba number one stun, if you if you DM me, I'll I'll give you the article that says why adult de dependents aren't get them aren't getting the money, um, and then that'll explain it to you. It's not right. It's not fair. But that is that's the law that they they came up with and is using as of right now. So. Um, just DM me. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, I, I do respond to DMs. Yeah, I, I deal with a lot of students. So, you know, when people are too shy to ask questions, I definitely will respond. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Money Attractor Podcast. I am Janae Adams. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a money tip.